Good afternoon and welcome. I am happy that you have joined this day, this moment, to hear and listen to the word that God has given me for you. And um, I can assure you that indeed God is going to speak, God is going to instruct, God is going to teach, and God is going to advise. Praise the Lord. Um, I would like to ask you to join me in prayer before we can introduce the message for the day and to get straight into the word. So I want us to pray together. And the prayer that I want us to pray for is a prayer of love. Hallelujah. Love is a fundamental in life. Love is a fundamental in families. Love is a fundamental in anything and everything that we do on this universe. Hallelujah. So let's pray for love, the spirit of love. Let's do it. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this beautiful moment, O oh God. We appreciate you that, Father, you have enabled us, O oh Lord, to have this wonderful platform where we can join, O oh God, and listen to what you have to say through me in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I have asked, O oh Lord, your son and your daughter to join me to pray for love. That, my Father, we want to pray, Lord, for the spirit of love. We want to pray for love in marriages, love in relationships, love in families, love, Lord, in every area of life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My God, I know and I understand that there are people, Lord God, who are struggling because they don't have love in their life. There are people who are struggling because they have never been shown love in life. There are people, Lord, who are broken, people who are bruised, people, Father, who are going around and doing all sorts of nasty things because they lack love. There are people, Father, who have decided to give up on life because they lack love. There are people who are not willing to go the extra mile or to put in the extra effort because they are not loved. There are people, Father, who have no compassion, who have no consideration for the life of others because they lack love. There are people who have a nature, a character of abuse to abuse others because they lack love. There are people who are not trustworthy because they lack love. And at this moment, Lord, we commit each and everyone who is in such a situation before you. We ask that God, wherever they lack love, may you, Jehovah, intervene and give them love in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, if it is lacking love of a parent, if it is lacking love of a family member, if it is lacking love, Lord God, as a child, if it is lacking love as a woman or a man, if it is lacking love as a mother or a father, I ask that God, may you fill that role, fill that void in Jesus' mighty name. We understand that, Lord God, our ability as men and women is limited. We understand that our capability, our capacity, Jehovah, can only go so much. That is why, my God, we are coming before you in this prayer to say that, Lord, may you help us so we've got love in the mighty name of Jesus. Not love in word, but love in a deed. Not love in claiming, but love in deed. I ask that God transform us, Jehovah. Change us and help us. That, Lord, we are going to love one another. We are going to love our friends. We are going to love our neighbors. We are going to love our nations, our cities. We are going to love this universe. Father, it is not going to be about tradition. It is not going to be about culture. It is not going to be about background. 
It is not going to be about social status or class, but it is going to be for the mere fact that we are all human beings. We are going to love one another. Whether we have got different denominations, whether we have got different beliefs, whether we go to different churches from a spiritual perspective, whether we are people of different color or race, whether we've got different gender, whether we have got different views on life, we are going to love one another because Jesus is love. God is love. Thank you, my Lord, that in this you are going to help us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is an important revelation. That is an important prayer that you have just prayed. Because when you have love, you have got the base that you needed to move in life. When you have got love, you have got the good foundation for you to progress. When you have love, you have got a good starting point for you to move in life. Hallelujah. Now I am here with a very good message. This message has me excited. This message has me happy. This message had me appreciating God because it is something unique. Hallelujah. And the word, the message that I want to deliver to you today is on a title, Fathers. Hallelujah. Now we hear a lot about men. We hear a lot about women. We hear a lot about mothers who even have a day dedicated to them as Mother's Day. We have God, Lord God, Jehovah, uh, uh, so, so many things that we talk about youth, we talk about our society, but there is a subject, a topic that I have been inspired by God, which is lacking in the universe. There is a subject, a topic which is lacking in churches. There is a topic, a subject which is lacking in society. There is a topic, a subject which is lacking among men among women, among, you know, generations, among uh, nationalities, hallelujah. And the subject that is lacking is fathers. There is no one who is taking the time to speak about fathers. There is no one who is taking the time to train fathers. There are few people who are taking the time to understand fathers. There are few people who are taking the time to empower fathers. Praise God. Now, listen, the word father that we are looking at today is a noun which is a male parent. Now, I want us to make a clear distinction. We are not talking about men because anyone that has reached a certain age as a, as a boy, right, as a male child is regarded as a man. So you, you, you've got the transition from a boy to a teenager, from a teenager to a young adult, then to a man. Hallelujah. But today I want us to focus on a father that is a male parent. Now by parent, I'm referring to um, a father that has either biologically fathered a child or a father who is a stepfather or a guardian to a child. So in this topic, I want you to understand before we get to the scripture that I am not discriminating anyone who is not a biological father. No. As long as this individual we are talking about has fathered or is fathering someone, be it their own child in the form of biological, meaning they contributed towards the birth of this child, or if this is a child whom they came into the life of the child to father the child, to guide the child. That's the individual that I want to focus on. Fathers. Hallelujah. 
here is some important statements before we get into the scripture all right okay i think let's do this matthew chapter 2 let's open our bibles from the book of matthew chapter 2 we'll read the scripture then i'm going to come and explain properly what we want to learn about a father now as, as you're opening the book of matthew chapter 2 I would like to ask you that if you have got friends or relatives or anyone you know who is a father, I want you to invite them. All right. I am kindly asking you that if you know anyone who is a father, be it a family member, be it a friend, be it um, someone you know, a colleague. I want you to invite them, forward them this link and let them know that the pastor is speaking about you. The pastor wants to talk about you. The pastor wants to talk to you. The pastor has a message that God has given to speak to you. Hallelujah. So today we want to speak to fathers. Matthew chapter 2, I'm reading from verse 13. All right. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. I'm reading the New King James Version. If you're wondering, that's a version of the Bible that I'm reading. Verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying... Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. Jump to verse 19. Now when Herod had heard, behold, an angel... No. Okay, verse number 19. Let me start again, verse 19. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Verse 20, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. Verse 21. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. Verse 22, but when he heard that Achilles was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. Verse 23, that's Matthew chapter 2, verse 23. And he came and he dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be a Nazarene. Let me pray. Father, I honor you for the reading of the scripture. This is the word of life. This is the word that is life. This is the word that is alive. This is the word that is active. This is the word that is inspiration. This is the word that is the source of everything that we need. This word is a progress. This word is a promotion. This word is a healing. This word is upliftment. This word is empowerment. Thank you, Father, that as I teach, O oh Lord, your son and your daughter, Holy Spirit, you are helping them to understand this word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I am talking about fathers. Hallelujah. And we have read the book of Matthew chapter 2. And there are verses that we have been reading, hallelujah. And in these verses, we are looking at a man by the name Joseph, hallelujah. Now, we have spoken about Mary, the mother of Jesus, many times. 
We have spoken about Mary being favored among women. We have spoken about Mary being highly favored that God chose her among women to carry Jesus. We have spoken about Mary that even though she never slept with the husband Joseph, she was pregnant of the Holy Spirit. She was pregnant by the Holy Spirit and she gave birth to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We have spoken about the role of Mary to a point where even in other churches, Mary is highly regarded. There are people who pray to Mary. There are people who praise Mary because of the great work that she did in carrying Jesus. Praise the Lord. But one man that we don't mention, one man that we don't speak about, one message that we don't take time to speak about is the man Joseph. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God has given me a message, a revelation, that there is a message that relates to Joseph. There is a lesson that fathers can learn about Joseph. There are secrets that men, women, men who are fathers can draw from the life of Joseph. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says in verse number 13, that um, um, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the child and his mother flee to Egypt. Now, I want you to understand that this was at a time when, number one, a prophecy was given before Jesus was born to say that a Messiah would be born among men and this Messiah would be the savior of mankind. A prophecy was given to say that a time would come where God would ascend his son, his only begotten son, to redeem mankind. And the people were waiting for this day. People were waiting for this child. People were waiting for the Savior. People were anticipating the fulfillment of the prophecy. People were anticipating the fulfillment of the word of God. That God has promised that we are going to have a Savior. God has promised that a Messiah shall be sent. And when will it happen? And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, the time came when God now was fulfilling his word, when God was fulfilling what he spoke through the prophets. And when he spoke, the Bible says there was a man by the name Herod. And this man Herod was a king. And when he heard that a Messiah was going to be born, hallelujah. Now, most of you in your Sunday school days as you were growing up, you heard about the wise men from the east. Some of us even played uh, uh, roles, you know, in, in certain characters in a play of, of the birth of Jesus, where someone was Joseph, the father, someone was Mary, the mother, and then the wise men, you know, were walking, you know, some people were playing as the wise men, and then someone else was playing the role of Herod, and others were playing the role of Herod's soldiers, hallelujah. And the whole idea is just for you to understand that when Herod heard that a Messiah was going to be born, he was troubled, hallelujah, because he felt that he was the only ruler. He felt threatened. He felt that his role, his position as a king was in jeopardy. He felt that he was in danger of losing his authority. He felt that he was in danger of losing his power, hallelujah. And he made a decision. He said to the wise men that, listen, when you find this young child, when you find this Messiah, when you find this Jesus, let me know so that I too may go worship him. 
But we have learned that it was not the intention of Herod. Rather, he intended to kill baby Jesus. He intended to destroy baby Jesus. His plan was to harm baby Jesus. His plan was to stop the plan of God. His plan was to stop the idea of God. Hallelujah. And here now when you come in verse number 13, there comes the man Joseph. There comes the father Joseph. Hallelujah. Now as a father, God appeared to Joseph in a dream. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And he said to Joseph that, listen, I want you to be a father, hallelujah. I want you to be a father to Jesus. And I want you in the middle of the night to take this child and flee because there is a danger. Hallelujah. Where Herod is about to take the life of Jesus. Herod is planning to kill the Messiah. Herod is planning to stop the purpose of God. And you as a father, my God, this was a talk between a father and a father, my God. What a revelation. Jehovah is a father. God is a father. And he is speaking to another father. He is saying, Joseph, I am relating to you on a higher level. Joseph, I am relating to you on a supreme level. I am relating to you on a unique level, hallelujah. Not a level as a man, not a level as a bachelor, not a level as just a me and anybody, no. But I am relating to you on a level as a father because a father has to be responsible. A father has to be trusted. A father has to be available. A father has to be ready, hallelujah. And I want you as a father to get up in the middle of the night and take this child to safety, praise the Lord. I want you as a father to protect your son. I want you as a father to protect this child. Hallelujah. And the Bible says when Joseph woke up in the middle of the dream, when he woke up out of the dream, when he woke up from the dream, he said the father has spoken to me as a father. Hallelujah. He said the father has spoken to me as a father and he has instructed me that I need to take my son Jesus. I need to take my wife Mary and take them to safety. Don't ask me questions, Mary. Don't ask me questions, my family. Don't ask me questions, my friends. But I am operating as a father. I am taking my stand as a father. I am taking my role as a father. Hallelujah. So today I want to speak to you as a father that what are you doing about your children? What are you doing about that child whom God has blessed you? Are you taking a stand as a protector? Are you taking a stand as someone who can shield this child? Are you taking a stand and making sure that this child can grow safely. Praise the Lord. Because God is communicating to you as a father. Hallelujah. He is not communicating to your father as the grandfather of the child. No. He is not communicating to your brother as the uncle to the child. No. He is not communicating to your uh, friend as, as, as maybe a godfather to the child. No. He is not communicating to the pastor as, as you know, a spiritual as, uh, you know, servant of God for the child. No. But he is communicating to you as the father of the child. He is communicating to you as the guardian of the child. He is communicating to you as a stepfather of the child. Someone who has a role to play in the life of this child. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in the middle of the night, number one, Joseph obeyed. So as a father, I want to say to you, you have to be willing and ready to obey to the voice of God about your child. Praise the Lord. You see, the moment that God has entrusted you to be a father, you must understand that your life has to change. 
When God has trusted you as a father, you have to understand that the way you see things has changed. When God has trusted you as a father, you must understand that the way you plan has changed. When God has trusted you as a father, you must understand that your life, your affairs are no longer a priority. It is rather the child who has become a priority. You have to understand it is no longer about your future. It is no longer about your wants. It is no longer about your goals. It is no longer about your dreams. But it is about this child whom God has given you. Now listen, I am not saying that you should forget your dreams. I am not saying that you should give up on your goals. I am not saying that you should throw away your plans. No. What I am saying is that you must understand that God has brought a life in this world through you. God has brought a life in this world for you to be responsible for. Praise the Lord. Yes, God is our father, but God is not immediately responsible over your child. Hallelujah. Because God has given you the child. You are the one who is going to father this child. You are the one who is going to advise this child. You are the one who is going to be protecting this child. You are the one who is going to be guiding this child. You are the one who is going to see to it that this child lives a good life. You are the one who is going to make sure that this child has the finest things in life. Hallelujah. Why? Because God has trusted you as a father. Praise the Lord. This is why the Bible says, you being evil. Now, this was Jesus speaking. He said, you being evil know how to give good gifts. What more your father in heaven? So God, Jesus was saying that you as a father, you must know that you have to look out for your child. You have to desire for the best for your child. Praise the Lord. Now, Joseph, my God, verse number 14. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and he departed Egypt. As a father, I want you to understand there will be decisions in your life that you are going to take for the sake of your child. Did you get that part? Let me repeat myself. I am saying as a father, you have to be ready to know that a time is going to come, that moments of life come, that times in life come where you have to take choices for the sake of your child. Praise the Lord. You look at your child, you say, if I want my child to have a good life, if I want my child to grow up safe, if I want my child to have the best education, if I want my child to achieve the finest things in life, then I have to take a step as a father. Hallelujah. So fathers, understand that you have got a very important role in the child, in the life of your child. You see, the mistake that we make as fathers is that we think after you have caused or made your woman pregnant, after you have made your wife pregnant, you think the job has ended. As fathers, we think the moment that your wife is pregnant, the moment that she has delivered, then the work has ended. You think just because your wife is the one breastfeeding, just because your wife is the one who is taking most of the roles in the child's life, then you have to take a back seat. But I am here to say to you that you must draw lessons from the life of Joseph. Hallelujah. That even though the child is born, yes, but you must still help out. Praise the Lord. This child is not only for your wife. This child is not only for your partner, but this is your child. Hallelujah. You must be responsible and show that you are a father. 
You must not be an absent father. Hallelujah. Here the Bible says that Joseph did not say, no, this is a child of God. Joseph did not say, no, this is Jesus. Joseph did not say, no, but God, why are you telling me to run away? Why are you telling me to protect this child? Because this is Jesus after all. This is you after all. But he understood that even though this was a Messiah, but because he was a child, he needed protection from his father. He needed his father to be available. Hallelujah. And God never stepped in physically to do anything. He only spoke a word through the dream. And then Joseph was the one acting. God did not show up and lift Jesus to hide him. God never stepped in and caused the enemies to disappear. But the Bible says God just spoke through a dream and Joseph had to act as a father. Hallelujah. So today I want to say to you, you have to act as a father. You have to stand as a father. You have to show up as a father. Praise the Lord. You must be known as a father indeed. Hallelujah. You must be proud as a father to this child. Praise the Lord. Now listen. Verse number 21, my God. Then he arose, took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard being warned by God, he turned aside into the region of Galilee and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets that he shall be a Nazarene. Hallelujah. Now, let's come back here. All right. Listen to this statement. We are living in a society where fathers are less spoken about. And when they are spoken about, it is mostly for them to toughen up. So we have got a challenge with our current society. We have got an issue in our current society that fathers are left in the back seat. Fathers are left on the side. Fathers are treated as sperm donors. Hallelujah. Meaning all they do is to produce the sperm and then the woman conceives and as soon as she gives birth, they are no longer relevant. Fathers are treated like they don't matter. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you that that is a problem that we have in society. That the fathers are told to, to toughen up. Fathers are told to be more manly. Fathers are told to display um, to all those who are watching that they are the head of the families. And also fathers are told that they should just be in the control. But my question is, how are fathers going to have these qualities if they don't have any help? How are these fathers going to be responsible if they are not helped? How are these fathers going to show up if they are not counseled properly? How are these fathers going to take up their role, their position as a fathers if they are not given proper guidance? Hallelujah. So we all have to be responsible in society to understand that we must help these fathers. Hallelujah. You may find that when you speak to them, they'll say to you that nobody ever spoke to them about what it means to be a father. No one helped them about what it means to be a father. No one gave them any counsel, any guidance on what it means to be a father, on what they need to do to be a good father. Hallelujah. And yet there is so much expectation by society that these fathers are going to be perfect. 
that these fathers are going to have all the answers, that these fathers are going to do all the right things. Hallelujah. So I want us to join hands as a society and help the fathers. Praise the Lord. We have to chip in so that we can end up producing fathers whom we are proud of as a people. Hallelujah. Listen to this second statement. The reality, my God, my God, this is a tough one. The reality is that fathers are broken. Did you get that part? I am saying the reality, the truth of the matter is that fathers are broken. Fathers are hurting inside. Fathers are looking for a shoulder to cry on. Fathers want to be heard. They want to have a voice. Fathers, they want to ask for help. Fathers, they are looking for encouragement. Fathers, they are lonely. Fathers, they are at a crossroad where they don't know which direction to take. They don't know where to go. Hallelujah. We are pushing them and forcing them that you have to provide. You have to do whatever it takes to provide. And yet they are at a crossroad. They don't know the right decision to take. They are ending up making the, right de the wrong decisions which are leading them into trouble. There are fathers who are ending up in prison because they were pushed into doing or delivering or providing things that they were unable or incapable of providing. There are those who got into trouble because they were told that you have to be a man. You have to be a man as a father. And they had a wrong interpretation of that statement. Hallelujah. And also, fathers need so much more. So what I'm saying is um, we need as a society, hallelujah, to start guiding these fathers. Hallelujah. Where we need to have discussions. We need to have topics. We need to have, you know, on the agenda about fatherhood. We need to encourage them. Let's share ideas. Let's help them. That how can you be a better father? Hallelujah. Now, when we say, when I say we, I am referring to us as spiritual leaders. I am referring to people who are in various positions as leaders or in society. I am referring or appealing to those who are older and have got experience. I am referring to uh, my fellow fathers who are also fathers themselves. That you can share ideas to the fathers who are young, to the fathers who are new. Hallelujah. Help them understand what does it mean to be a father. Help them understand what do they need to do as fathers. Help them learn that this is a lifetime process, a lifetime commitment. It does not end after the child is born. It does not end after the child goes into high school. It does not end after the child goes into university. It does not end after the child gets married. But this is a lifetime commitment. Hallelujah. That you remain a father for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. So you have to be taught. You have to be reminded. You have to be trained so that these fathers can take their rightful positions in the society, in the lives of their children. Hallelujah. Fathers, and the last statement is, the world is also looking for super fathers. Now, this is a mistake that we have. Hallelujah. The pressure that we are putting on these fathers is that they need to be superhero fathers, that they have all the answers, that they have all the solutions, that they know it all. Hallelujah. But we are forgetting that the same way a first-time mother needs help is the same way that a first-time father needs help.
We have got all these books, all these lessons, all these seminars, all these sessions where we train women, where we help women, hallelujah, that have become mothers, where we teach first-time mothers. But the question is, who is training the first-time father? Who is advising the first-time father? Who is helping the first-time father? Who is guiding the first-time father? Who is there to see how the first-time father is doing? Who is asking the question to say, uh, listen, you are now a dad. How is it going? How are you finding it? You should do ABC in order for you to grow as a father. Who is doing that? Who is giving lessons to fathers so that they can be available? Praise the Lord. Here is the revelation that I want you to take with you. Hallelujah. I said in my earlier messages that I posted that I am going to introduce a new abbreviation. And the abbreviation that I have for you fathers is POPW or P-O-P-W. Hallelujah. The abbreviation is P-O-P-W. And that means the first P is present. As a father, you must be present. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? So I want you to understand this abbreviation. If you can, write it down and have it somewhere on your wall in your bedroom. If you can, write it and have it somewhere where you can see it every day. And every time you see the first P, you must understand that as a father, you must be present. You cannot just go around and make women pregnant or you cannot just, you know, give, uh, uh, make your wife to be pregnant and then you are no longer available. No. So as a father, the first P is for you to be present in the life of your son. As a father, you must be present in the life of your daughter. As a father, you must be present in the life of your children. Praise the Lord. And the O is for obedient. As a father, you must be obedient to the voice of God. God is going to speak to you as a father as he spoke to Joseph. God is going to give you instructions as a father as he instructed Joseph. God is going to say so many things, different things to you as a father as he did with Joseph. And what you do, you have to be obedient. Hallelujah. If you go back in the book of Genesis, Father Abraham was spoken to by God that sacrificed Isaac, your son. And the Bible says, Abraham obeyed. So as a father, you have to be obedient to the voice of God. This is why it's important for you to choose God in your life. This is why it's important for you to choose Jesus in your life because he is going to help you how to become a better father. So you must be obedient. The second P, hallelujah, is for protect. You as a father has to protect your children. You have to be a protector to your children, hallelujah. You have to understand that the safety of your children is in your hands. Praise the Lord. Your children have to have an environment where they are safe where they are protected, where they are looked after. If there are any bullies around, you as a father has to step up. If there is any threat around, you as a father has to step up. You have to make sure that you are creating a stable and safe environment for your children. That's the P for protect. And the W is for willing. Now, it is easy for us to say be present. It is easy for us to say be obedient. It is easy for us to say protect. But ultimately, you as a father have to be willing. It is a choice you have to make. It is a choice that I have to make. That as a father, I am going to be present for my children. 
I have to be willing to say as a father, I am going to be obedient to God in how to control my house, in how to control my family, in how to help my children. As a father, I have to understand that I must be willing to protect my children. It is a choice that I must make. I must be deliberate about this decision that I have taken a stand that I am going to be willing to be there for my children. Praise the Lord. It should not be because there is a court order for me to be to, to, to be there for my children. It should not be because, you know, families are involved and the threats have been made in order for me to be available. It should not be because my friends have laughed at me and that is why I am available. But it needs to come out of my heart. I need to stand and decide that I am willing to be a good father. I am willing to be a better father. And here is a revelation. That as a father to your children, praise the Lord, you are not only a father to your children, but ultimately you also become a father figure to your wife. You become a father figure to your partner. That do not neglect your wife, do not neglect your partner because you are focusing on the children. Hallelujah. I want you to know that as a father, you are always going to be a father figure to your partner. So from today, be willing as a man, be willing as a father to know that your wife needs a father figure and you are that father figure that is there. Even though she may have her own biological father, even though she may have her guardian father, but I want you as a partner to understand that you are an immediate father figure to your partner. So you must protect your wife. You must protect your partner. You must provide for your wife. You must provide for your partner. You must be there for your partner. Hallelujah. Your partner must know that when they come to you, they are safe. Your partner must know that they can confide in you. Your partner must feel at ease to confront you about anything. Your partner must feel comfortable to discuss things with you. Your partner must be free, you know, to, to suggest things in your house. Do not be a dictator as a father. No. Hallelujah. This is why you must be an open-minded father. That you can sit down, your wife can come, your partner can come and say, listen, darling, I was thinking, what if we do this? Listen, my love, I was thinking, what if we change this? Listen, my love, I was thinking, what if we buy this? What if we budget this for that? What if we do this for our children? Hallelujah. You must be flexible as a father to listen to your partner. That's what being a father is about. Praise the Lord. You must cooperate and work as a family. You as a father must lead by example. You as a father must take the leading role where you indeed show the right examples that both your children and your partner can say, yes, there is a father in the house. They should agree and say, yes, we have got a father in the family. They should say, yes, we have got a father in the ministry. They should say, yes, we have got a father in society. They should say, yes, we have got a father in this community. Praise the Lord. That's what you have to be willing to do as a father. Praise the Lord. Now, this is the message that I had for you, fathers, and I hope that I have spoken to your hearts. I hope that I have spoken to your life. I hope that I have spoken to you that you are going to rethink some of the decisions you have made. You are going to rethink some of the choices that you have taken. 
You are going to rethink some of your positions that you have made. You are going to rethink some of the directions that you were heading to. You are going to rethink how you have been running your household. You are going to rethink how you have been treating your wife, your partner. You are going to rethink how you have been treating your children because now there is an expectation from God that you must be a father. There is an expectation from the father that you must be a responsible father, that you must be a father who is present, that you must be a father who is obedient, that you must be a father who can protect, that you must be a father who is willing, you must be a father who is open, you must be a father who can be trusted, you, are, you must be a father who is loving, a father who is caring, a father who has compassion, a father who can be approached, who is approachable, a father who is not always harsh, a father who is not always shouting, a father who is not abusive, a father who is not a dictator, but a father that is lovable, a father who in the house the children know that indeed we have got a loving father. They can run to you and hug you and say, Daddy, welcome home. A father who when you show up, your wife can hug you and say, my love, welcome home. A father who when you are around, there is a peace in the house. A father who when you show up, the children will not go and hide. The wife will not go and hide. The wife will not be afraid to speak. But a, 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 a father who when you are around, everyone is free in the house. Everyone is happy in the house. There is a harmony in the house because the father is around. Praise the Lord. That's a message that I had for you, fathers. Let me pray. Father, I thank you because you have spoken to us, fathers. I appreciate you that you have spoken to us, fathers. You have taught us the fathers. You have rebuked us the fathers. You have uh, reminded us as the fathers. You have inspired us as the fathers. And we are going to learn, my Lord, to do better. I ask the Holy Spirit that continue ministering to every father who has listened, who is going to listen, who has watched, who is going to watch this message, that let them know that they are important as the fathers, not only to children, but even to their partners. Father, receive the praise, receive the honor. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. With that, I've come to the end of the teaching. And um, fathers, we shall continue to speak, to communicate. And I want you to go back to this message, fathers. Listen to this word. Read the scriptures again. Listen to the revelations. Write them down. And, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to keep helping you. And if you have got more questions for me as a pastor on this subject, as fathers, um, I want you to be open. Approach me. Hallelujah. Say to me, Pastor, I would like to speak to you about fatherhood. I've got a question about this, about that. Uh, and I am going to guide you with the word of God. I am going to guide you through God's knowledge that he gives to his servants. Praise the Lord. Um, with that, have a beautiful day. Enjoy the rest of the week. God bless you. And shalom.